Hello, and welcome to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. So you're probably aware that uh, children's programming is generally geared around selling merchandise. Sure. Of of that programming. Yeah. But we realized that other businesses are affected as well, inadvertently. Other industries? Other industries. This kind of started... So, I don't know if you've been to the theaters in a while. Nope. But now... Sure uh, haven't. In front of movies, they have, oftentimes, two directors, usually in the Disney industry. The filmmakers come forward. And they thank you for coming to see the film. In like, the theater. In the theater. Like physically? Yeah, for they they I mean they like, the, it's a the bodies message. are not like, there, but like but how do they get them to every screening? Uh, like I would think I would think that that's quantumly impossible. Light particles. But the first time I saw this portray was their I, message from the past and the future. The first time I saw this was when I, I went to see Finding Dory. And when the filmmakers came out to have a word with the audience, at first I was like, oh, they're going to be responsible and explain, like, you shouldn't buy blue tangs as pets. Because after Finding Nemo, people started buying clownfish as pets. And any kind of saltwater fish requires so much maintenance. Like, the tank itself is a pet that you have to keep at the right temperature and saline levels and all that. You have to scrub it out with Morton once a week. (laughs) And uh, blue tangs are especially frail fish. Like, even professional aquarists have trouble keeping blue tangs healthy. And then instead of... It's a little bobby three-year-old. Right. We'll have a rough go at it. Probably not going to be able to cope. It's not... Not up to snuff. It's just not not a responsible choice. So they come out and I get excited thinking, oh, they're going to send this really good message. Like, you're about to see this cool fish. Go to the aquarium and look at it there. Um, and instead they, they thanked me for giving money to movie theaters and sitting my ass down in a public setting to watch this movie. Thanks for not watching this on Netflix in two months. And I was mad. And this is how we got onto the, the topic of... So I postulated that maybe it's intentional to drum up business in other industries. Right. Like, hey, let's make a movie about this fish so that people buy this fish. Like a Dalmatian breeder called Disney and is like, I am overrun. I need you to show so many of this dog. <laughs> I need, I need to, f- to empty my warehouse of this dog. I don't care who they go to. I don't care how many they take. I don't care whether they can care for them. I need these dogs out of my garage. I got into the wrong breed. This one is mean and snappy. I need you to show cute puppy versions, like just drown kids in puppies until they beg their parents to adopt them. Hank's Funtime Dalmatian Blasted Fun Garage is, (laughs) is not doing a lot of business. And I also wondered if there were effects that we weren't seeing. Industries that are lesser known. Like, you talking about, like, some illegal stuff? Yeah. 
some deep web stuff. Like, how, uh, how after they... cars, were kids getting, like, race cars for Christmas? I think so. And I've, diesel fuel. I have seen a toy, which is a car, but it's a little car for kids. I mean real cars. Oh, okay. Big like boy cars. Actual adult, drivable, crashable, insuranceable cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They start out as car beds. But then when you press a button, they turn into real race cars. I think I think the key to safe driving is to expose your children to cars as much as possible. It's like how people who grow up on farms around big animals uh-huh. do a lot better with them later in life. Sure. And how and people who grew up like from five on drinking wine are not alcoholics as adults. Yeah, like they build up a certain tolerance... <laughs> And a certain aptitude with them. Right. And so if you give a child a car, you don't you don't have to let them drive it. They can just sit in the front seat. They can hold the little steering wheel. Feel the power. Yeah. yeah they can imagine and dream what it's like to drive that, that big boy hog <laughs> down the road. You give them a car, but you don't give them any gasoline. Until they're 10, at least. I started driving probably by the time I was 12. A race car? This is on the ranch, though. A race car. Yeah, and we, and we had to. The race ranch. All the all the children were expected to pitch in. Yeah, your your best birthday gift when you're somewhere between the range of ten and twelve is a wrapped fuel uh, canister. It was a team experience to learn how to pit a car. <laughs> you learn how to pit a car. You learn how to herd cars uh, with a with a bigger, faster car. That you race around it in big circles. Because mm-hmm. if you've ever seen one of them at work, like, from above, you can really see the the car herder's instincts at work. <laughs> yeah, it's a very natural thing. You get, like, a Subaru herding a bunch of Mini Coops into And they take, their, they take a pasture. lot of care. Like, you have to take your car out, give it lots of space to drive around. I was under the impression that we had hunted them to extinction. There are reservations for okay. them. There are, there are oval-shaped reservations where they're allowed to just run and run and run as fast as they want. They can make left turns for days. This is another buffalo situation where we pretty much hunted we're, them We're going to race them to extinction. <laughs> out to extinction, and then we created Yellowstone mm-hmm. for cars. But then we also created farms to breed them for our it's use. called the Indy 500. <laughs> <laughs> Yellowstone for cars. <laughs> Speaking of, you should see the new Cars teaser trailer. If you if you've not, actually, should I'm I gonna, see the? I'm I'll look. watch the trailer. I will almost certainly not watch the movie. I well, wait until you see the trailer. This movie oh. to make that decision. Um, do I need to see the first Cars movie? No. no. Okay, because I didn't see that. I do have that over there from when I was babysitting children all summer. I haven't seen a new movie in a while. <laughs> it's been a good. I'm not even going to say the last, how long. What was the last movie that you watched? That I watched? That, that is new. Uh, the, the last new movie. I don't want to answer that question, because I'm going to get a bunch of flack for not having seen some things. Was it Interstellar? No, it was after Interstellar. It was, I, I at least saw, and I'm not saying this is the most recent, uh-huh. I saw Mad Max in theaters. Okay. So it is, that is the farthest back it could possibly be. And that's not that long ago. And that's not to say I haven't seen new movies since then. That is the last time I went to a theater. Right. 
Okay, are you ready for some good, good podcasting audio slash also this How long experience? Is this? Uh, 50 seconds. Okay. That's a teaser. Studio is this? Disney Pixar. I don't. I don't think they're taking things very well. (laughs) It's like a dark, gritty reboot of the Cars franchise. Is everything okay, Pixar? Do you need help? Do you need someone to come over and and stay with you? Because I saw the Disney Pixar. It was real dark, and I I saw like this hyper realistic racetrack that they had going on. It's like this. I mean, this doesn't look like Cars stylistically, but this has to be part of the Cars franchise. Okay, which... Cars seems like a weird one yeah. to choose for a gritty reboot. How so? It's about talking cars. Yeah. What would you replace it with? That was the question I was going to ask. <laughs> which which of Pixar's franchises, or, or standalone pictures needs like really needs a gritty reboot a bug's life wally i i would go for wally because i think i think wally missed some opportunities also returning to earth because one plant managed to survive in a boot does not mean that you're gonna (laughs) have an easy time of rebuilding as a a piece of science fiction it is absurd (laughs) but but i get that that maybe the writers of wally were were not thinking about the hard sciences when they wrote it I I understand that. That's fine. Um, certainly, Wally. Um, I think I think if you did Finding Nemo, but it was like in the forties, and his dad was a private detective with one of those hats. The film noir. Yeah. Finding Nemo as a noir film. What's your Bugs Life pitch? It's just, they just need to do something with it. Well, it gets no love. Well, they did in 1954, and it was called Seven Samurai. <laughs> a, bu- a Bug's Life is a straight-up remake of Seven Samurai. But that it didn't feature Dennis Leary. Excuse me? Seven Samurai didn't feature Dennis Leary. <laughs> uh, not unless I really missed something. Nor did it feature David Hyde Pierce. Again, unless, to my knowledge. unless I have missed something really big. Or no. Dave Foley. So you, you want the same the same cast. Or Julia it. Louise Dreyfus. We know you know the cast. <laughs> I take it you want the life. same cast of a bug's life. I'm just going through the checklist of who was and was not in Seven, Seven Samurai. Samurai. I mean Dennis Hopper. Uh Dennis Hopper was not. Kevin Spacey. Toshiro Mifune? That's a yes. Man, Kevin Spacey is in a movie about a talking cat. I've not seen this movie yet, and it's upsetting me. I've heard it's pretty bad. Oh, no, it's it's probably terrible. It's got, like, an 11% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and that was how I was judging movies. I just want to know. The number of talking cat Kevin Spacey films they could be. I just want to know what the circumstance was that made him go, yeah. 
He did House of Cards. He's fine, right? Like, is it's, Kevin Spacey sick? It's a check. Yeah, but why? Easy. But why that check? Um, what about that one made him go? Yeah, I don't know. We can we can look to some other um, other acting luminaries, mm-hmm. such as to examine their decision making processes. Tim Allen, Jeremy Irons took the role in the Dungeons and Dragons movie because, and I quote, "I just bought a castle and I had to pay for it somehow." <laughs> he also rolls, grows, and rolls his own cigarettes. In the castle? I don't know where his tobacco farm is, but he does grow tobacco and he rolls his own. Jeremy Irons trivia. Remember that one. Um, so you're saying you're saying a bug's life. I'm saying Finding Nemo. You're saying Wally. Yeah. Those are the three. Um, I, I want Wally after they've landed, when they're all optimistic. And then they realize just like, how screwed like, they are. Oh wait, this this plant does not does not a, a terrestrium make. Also, this plant is a like not even an edible. It's yeah, poison this plant, ivy. This plant oh is shit! Garbage. This plant is poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> this is kudzu. <laughs> this is the one plant that survived, and this, it's a bad one. This is now goat planet. Goats are the only ones who can have it. That's a lot of clipping. Uh. It's not as bad as it looks, but I will tweak it downwards. That's a lot of downward tweak. Okay, that's optimal. It's the perfect range. Do you think after Brave came out, parents bought their children Scottish women and bears? I hope not. That would be human trafficking. (laughs) And bear trafficking. And and I think they have had enough of that over the, the centuries. Both the Scots and the Bears. Yeah, Tyler kind of hones in on kind of the, the wrong children's gift. Well, I was hoping after 101 Dalmatians that parents buy their children Cockney burglars. It'd be more useful than a dog. Well, I don't know about that. It'd be equivalently Probably useful. less loyal. Less loyal, <laughs> yeah. But it does have thumbs, and that goes a long way. I did not see Brave. Nah. No, or Finding Dory. I mean... Or Cars. <laughs> or well, Moana. We can fix a lot of this. We could. Is it worth it? Moana's really good. We can't fix that one right now, unless we I mean, just I'll, kick you out. I'll watch it. I don't really want to pay money to go to a theater to see it, but I'll watch it. But I have Cars here. It's not my favorite, but I needed something to to break up our limited number of movies. Uh, do, you and... think, do you think Pixar, they just like, spin a big wheel of random animals or inanimate objects that they need to make talk when they need a new movie. You say need to. Yeah, they need to make them talk. To to serve who? Their, their, their own, their own needs. Their own dark desires. Their film lineup. We'll see what, a movie called Lamps soon. What happens if the, they already made that one? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was the, maybe the first one they ever made, actually. But I mean, just just pick just pick a thing. What happens if they don't? They don't what? You said that they need to make these things talk. What the? Yeah. Heck? What kind of timeline are they on, and what happens if they don't? I'm not threatening them. What do you? <laughs> but what do you apparently, think? something is. No, I'm. S- think that. They, I'm. They need to continue creating films. And not DreamWorks level films. 
good ones. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm, I'm saying that the Pixar formula for movie making seems to be, let's just, let's grab an animal or a thing that does not talk and let's make them talk. Could be cars, could be lamps, could be bugs, could be fish, whatever other Pixar movies there are. Robots, but they don't talk in that one. They say two words. Yeah, they're basically Pokemon, because they say their own names. <laughs> they do. Uh, hmm. It's an interesting crossover. <laughs> Maybe worth exploring another time. If you had to make a Pixar movie about something, what would it be? Classical paintings come to life in a museum. None of them are the Mona Lisa, somehow. Because, oh my god, would we stop, please? With the Mona Lisa? Yes. She doesn't have eyebrows. It's another trivia for you. Gordon's got your back. Various latex implements. Latex implements? So, gloves and condoms. <laughs> is that, is that your, <laughs> your cast of lovable objects? <laughs> The the, uh, the cleaning gloves and the condoms get off to a rocky start, <laughs> but eventually the condoms' lovable act- actions or antics get onto the good side of the cleaning gloves. You really just need to loosen up a little bit. They probably get less, along, right? Less type A. Now condoms are all about fun times. They're after the same thing, cleanliness. Mm. <laughs> They're both about the the prevent of disease. It's true. That's, I mean, those are the common ground that eventually make their relationship work out. But condoms are all about fun times, and like, cleaning gloves are all about... It's going to be like my big fat Greek wedding, but with condoms and latex gloves. Can I change my answer? Sure, why not? Can they just buy Osmosis Jones? <laughs> and give that another another spin? Yeah. I can't... That did not get its due, I don't think. I don't think so. I think I think there's more meat on the bones than... than we saw then a film and television series could provide yeah i i can't think of osmosis jones anymore without immediately associating it with that terrible yeah why do you think it needs a sequel webcomic that we found called yaoi high what happens after osmosis jones gets pregnant yeah <laughs> he was real worried about whether or not he does he get pregnant because we don't know we never we need to check up on that webcomic. It's uh, yeah. been it's been a while since Snape fell in love with Harry and worry about his I mean that was the future. boring part. Yeah. I mean we knew what that was gonna happen. It's typical. What's happening with Splendor Man? <laughs> What's his deal? The internet. As a as a character. Yeah. I Pixar I w- should make it talk. I would like to see different websites. Like personifications of websites. And social networks. Yeah, the internet as a character would be the most self-destructive, confused... We'll make... It wouldn't even be bipolar, it would be like quadrupolar. <laughs> it, would, it would be so many polars that they can't even count. What if the way. internet is just where it takes place? Okay. They made And all the characters are browser windows. They made feelings talk. Yeah. Like the personification of feelings. Mm-hmm. So I think they could do the same thing to like... Facebook and Twitter and Reddit and Club Penguin. They'll have to get past their differences (laughs) and fight the forces of 8chan. (laughs) (laughs) Misinformation is taking over our home and spreading the darkness. News, News sources. Pixar should handle the fake news crisis. Yeah. With 
fun, kid-friendly talking characters. Wigs? Wigs? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why not. Timmy the toupee. Given no, I mean the political party. Oh, okay. Given enough time. What about the Tories? <laughs> given enough time, they will eventually get to everything. Probably true. There's an alternate universe where they have already done that. Adams. Sure. What is the plight of the atom? Are, are Bonding. You atom or Adam? Atom. Okay. Because you're pronouncing they, it with a D, and so I'm wondering if like, this was a Jack scenario. <laughs> their desperate need to bond with each other. And what what what's the plight, though? They need to bond, and one of them can't. So it's a, it's a metaphor it's, for... It's a solitary atom. You can't bond with anything else. The film is a metaphor for Pretty impotence. Pretty sure this is how chemistry works. Yeah. It's been a little while. Try to remember what the name of that special class is. Can't remember. Nobel gases, maybe. Noble gases? Sure. I think they're noble. Huh? I think they're noble. What did I say? Nobel. It was the same thing. (laughs) There you go. A cup of orange juice. That's Pixar's... Oh, man. Breakfast, the movie. Stop. I need juice. (laughs) I really want orange juice now. We have the means to make pancakes. That's Pixar's 2018 lineup. You're welcome, Pixar. We're going to expect our royalty checks in the mail. <laughs> For Pancakes, Inc. <laughs> Talking breakfast foods. There you go. There's a movie idea. Seth Rogen already made that movie. Did he really? Yeah. What? It's called Sausage Party. Is that a real movie? Yeah, it's rated R. Oh. Their, well. their animators were <laughs> criminally underpaid. <laughs> and it looks awful. Like, part of me is curious... To know what that's about, because even just the graphics of a hot dog and a hot dog bun rendered with faces looks disgustingly pornographic, but I don't want to give them any money. I do not think I'm interested in a movie that Seth Rogen made. I'm not interested in movies that he is in. Let me pitch you on another Pixar film. Okay. Takes place in a grocery store. No. Okay. (laughs) I'm really suspicious. (laughs) Keep going. I I 100% know where this is going. By day, just a regular grocery store. Yeah. People are happy to shop there. It's it's run by a kindly old man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perhaps voiced by Edward Asner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is visited upon Yeah. by a, a kooky new brand representative. Yeah. Voiced by Christopher Lloyd. And does this kooky brand representative perhaps not know how to use his legs correctly? He may or may not. I think, I think it would be good for the disability community if if we could give Christopher Lloyd's character some type of extreme spastic <laughs> leg disease. I don't know that that would be good for any community. Because <laughs> I know where this is going. To show diversity. I know where this is going. And it's, yeah, I it's know. not Smash good representation cut. for anybody. <laughs> it's evening. The store's locked up, everyone's gone home, peace has come to the world. And suddenly, the store comes alive. I have seen this movie twice. I have seen if, John Tron, or some, <laughs> uh, was it John Tron? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I've seen him watch this movie once. If, uh, listeners, you can do yourself a favor and check out Food Fight, <laughs> the 
mo- animated motion picture. Or you can do yourselves a bigger favor and not do that. I mean, check it out. It's got a star-studded cast. It does have a very good cast. And frequent frequent references to Casablanca. If you have to... A contemporary reference. If you have to experience it, experience it through the eyes of John Tron, who makes it at least slightly palatable. I have to watch it once a year at Tyler's birthday now. As does anyone who knows me. Yeah, anyone who accidentally wanders into the apartment at that time. Along with other gems that we discover throughout the year or that Tyler has had in his back pocket. Like the one where the Titanic features a rapping dog. It's a good one. Didn't see that one. We should watch it. I missed out. probably will in January. Alright, let's finish this up. Happily ever after. Tra la de de ho, the hard hit, the hard hit. Tra la de de ho, she'll live happily ever after.